Welcome in to Your Retirement Untangled with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to Asset Management Group's Private Client Podcast. This is Andrew Nida with Moise. Moise, sorry. Moise Everyone Param. Says that. Moise. Moise Param. Uh, anyway, hope you guys are doing well and um, hope it's been a good week. Hope it's been a great close to the week. And we are super excited to... It's been a fast uh, week. It has been a fast week. It's been a busy week. We yeah. have seen many of you guys, which is a blessing and, and an opportunity to continue to, to serve and work with you guys through this client uh, engagement season, if you will, focused on client reviews. And, um, and of course, you know, it's they're, for the most part, pretty good reviews, right? We've, Real great reviews. You know, the market has been a, a reasonable start. Once again, I think our message is, is, is we're not 100% buying it all together, right? But it is definitely nice to be in a season where, you know, some of the pressure in the markets have kind of relieved themselves just a little bit. And, you know, we've had some good days. Yeah. So. Yeah, we really have. We really have. Um, you know, like you said, you know, we don't we don't really believe in some of the upstarts. But you know, if you, you know, January was a really really strong month, mm-hmm. really strong month. But you know, since February, we've just been in this this seesaw game. You know, a couple of days uh, things have been looking great, and then you know, like a day like yesterday, an amazing day in the market. But mm-hmm. previous three days before that was a little choppy. Right. So there's going to be. Like any, like any, like any week, right? Some days that are, look positive, some days that are, you know, kind of question where, what direction we're going. So we're, we're confident that at least the strategies we've put together for you are what we feel is the best for the season that we're entering right now. Yeah. Yeah. Performance has been well, and, you know, obviously recovering from, from a, from a pretty tough year, year 2022, but, um, but, you know, just, uh, one thing that we'd always recommend is, you know, take a step back a little bit, look at the markets as a whole over the last, you know, 12 months or so. And what you're going to find is we're, yes, it's been bumpy. Yes, it's maybe even been a bit uncomfortable, but the markets have been up and down and and very much sideways over the last 12 months. Right. I mean, you know, we're at a place where uh, for most of all, all of our clients, I mean, you're basically representing the same value, right, for 12 months. And once again, in a world where inflation is hot, we get it. It's not very comfortable. Um, and, and it doesn't work well long term, but obviously we're we're trusting in the long term uh, performance of the markets and the long term uh, performance of our economy, you know, and everybody that makes up this economy and, and just, you know, small business overall will win. And, and we hope we just get through this season. I think the markets are kind of in this place still and remain there where they are waiting for something substantial to really give us a clear indication as to where the markets go from here. And, and I think that's why we have seen a sideways market for so long is that every news that, that's available to us today is basically old news, right? I mean, you know, we talk about inflation, great. That's been priced into to the, when I say priced into the markets, really what I'm referencing is just the, the price of investments, the price of share value. And when you look at the pricing, it's all been factored in most of what we know today, right? Inflation, increased interest rates, like we get it, right? It's mm-hmm. it's not the best of, uh, of situations, but um, but we'll see, you know, I think that's where the markets are. And you know, unfortunately, we, we've talked a lot about this here recently, just kind of our focus as a firm, what's probably got Mo and, and mine attention more than anything is really just this this banking sector, just making sure we're, we're mindful of the situations and the challenges that that banks do face right now. Um, and, you know, to keep it keep it quite simple, you know, banks are limited uh, in what they can invest in with with the money that they have that's provided to them by you know, individuals, they use banks, right? Us. And, 
you know, because they're limited to, you know, short and long-term duration securities, fixed investments, you know, these are investments that are directly affected by interest rates. Interest rates. Right. And so when you look at duration, you know, whether it's one year, two year, three year, four year duration, that's, you know, for, for those that don't know, that's a multiple, right? So for every increase in interest rate of 1%, you're seeing a 4% decline in pricing. And so what happens is, is these, these investments become, you know, very challenging to liquidate, you, or at least you don't want to, right? Especially all at once. Yeah, especially all at once, right? So when people need their money, banks are having to liquidate their holdings and they're liquidating investments that are obviously lost value. Maybe the, the, the yield is great. But the value is is shot. And so the the risk that comes with that on the bank's books is substantial. And liquidity becomes obviously the primary focus. And so when liquidity is the focus of a bank and they're trying to manage the risk now that's tied to their liquidity factor, then they have to look at at, at other avenues to to make certain that they don't accept unnecessary risk. Well, the only other area that really drives their business is lending. And so, Mo, when when banks say to themselves, hey, I already have had so much risk thrown on our books that we have to bear, we now can't take any unnecessary risk in any other area. So what do we do? We tighten the requirements and we only lend money to those that we know without a shadow of a doubt can pay the loan back. Right. Right. At the rate that we're stipulating with the loan. And so that becomes problematic for people and for businesses. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the one of the laws here in, in our book, uh, the, the book that we, we've been reading, you know, controlling the controllables, right? And one of the things that they can control in some aspects is who they lend money to. And so if if, if it becomes tighter for them to borrow, sorry, to lend, it becomes tighter for you to borrow, that plays a, a big economic impact. Right. So you're going to start, you'll see businesses starting to, not be able to get loans, not be able to to make the investments within their business, not make the investments in growing their business and hiring. Um, you may see um, it tougher to actually get a mortgage, mm-hmm. right? For those who look, or even refinance, right? So it the whole ain't nobody refinancing ain't nobody right now, refinancing now, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it just becomes much much uh, tighter for that money to go out into our economy. Uh, so, yeah, so, you know, we have another bank right now that's on the verge of either collapsing or being bailed out one way or another. And the ripple effects are are still there. Right. And, we're, and I think we're still going to see it. You know, we're seeing a regional a lot of pressure with regional banks mm-hmm. um, with outflows going into some of the bigger banks like your Bank of America's, your J.P. Morgan's of, of, of uh, your, your Chase's, your city banks of those sorts. Yeah, so it's it's you're right. You know, our eyes um, are focused as far as what the r- ultimate ramifications will be with with uh, with some of these banks. Yeah, and you know, the controllable item for you is actually going to tie really closely to the last chapter that we're going to discuss, or the last law that we're going to discuss out of this book. We hope you guys have enjoyed it. The Laws of Wealth by Daniel Crosby, a great read. And uh, we've worked through now the last law, which is a law of diversity. And, um, you know, once again, take time to read the book, finish the book, because there's a lot greater content throughout. And we'd love for you guys to to read. If you ever have questions or ideas, reach out, let us know. But we're going to end it here on the show on this last law. And the reason diversity matters, and and I'm going to tie this just to this whole banking conversation, is that, 
you know, obviously we're wanting to spread the risk, right? We all have risk in every areas of our life. And, and it's valuable uh, and, and wise in so many ways to diversify that risk. And it's, you know, when we're thinking about investing, when we think about savings, we have coached and have preached to you that right now is a season of knowing your limits, knowing what a skinny budget looks like, and also building that emergency fund. Well, for many of you, you've done it. You have a, a healthy checking account that represents one to two months of, of operating cost. You have a healthy savings account, which represents two to three months of, of living and operating cost. And then you have an emergency fund that might represent another six months, right? And for some of you, that's a substantial amount of liquidity. And so when we think about diversity, what we would recommend and what we have recommended is now diversifying your bank usage. Consider using more than just one bank if you're not. Many of you guys may be, but, but I know a lot of you guys, you're, you're just stuck with maybe one local bank. And I would highly recommend the use of multiple. Okay, I'm not saying three or four or five, but for sure two relationships I think makes a lot of sense. And so have your bank where you're going to have your operating account out of, your, your primary checking and your savings, but then take that emergency fund and let's go, first off, let's go get a reasonable return. Yeah. You know, right? one, you know, one of the positive things with interest rates rising is these high yield savings accounts are offering, you know, right now, I mean, you can blink and get four, four and a quarter on safe money. Yeah. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so yeah, for those who haven't, you know, taken advantage of, let's go get it, yields, which we can get it here on it. a money market, right. Or in a you money know, market for yeah. you. It's, um, but you're right. Like that's a good return. That's a great return for safe money. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, it's the diversification of the banks. And so yeah, you're right. You know, the, your operating, your operating costs, your operating dollars, you know, you keep it with the bank that you're, you know, kind of have a good relationship with, but yeah, the, the, your long-term savings, the money that's going to be sitting on the sideline for some time now, let it, let it earn for four and a quarter, four and a half percent right now. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Great advice, great ideas when it comes to diversifying your risk at a bank. But now diversity obviously comes at a whole, there's, there's several levels to diversity. And I'm just going to mention a, a few obviously diversifying between asset classes, diversifying between sectors of the market, diversifying the types of investments being used. Some of you guys may ask, why are you using individual stock? Why do you use individual fixed income? Why do you use ETFs, mutual funds, et cetera? It's because we highly believe the, that there's a lot of value in diversifying the types of investments being used, um, diversifying uh, management style, right. okay, which we are, we are on a mission uh, continuously to in, to just make that the best. And we believe we're in such a healthy place right here as a firm from an investment standpoint and the, and the diversity of, of strategists that, that are involved in our models. Um, but yeah, all of that is necessary to, to really deploy a healthy investment strategy. Um, did I miss anything there? Yeah, it, 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 that, that, no, I think you're, oh, you're well, off. and maybe, maybe like diversifying managers, passive oh, and, and active. active. Yeah. You know, uh, obviously there's a lot of value with passive investing, you know, the old school, not the old school, but, but a, a relevant way of explaining that would, Hey, one of the controllable items we have right now, Mo is let's, let's, we can always buy a quality company. We can always buy a company that's not overvalued. You know, we can always buy a company that has a healthy balance sheet. 
that 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 appears to have the resources necessary to navigate a two or three year uh, change in trend in their business model, right? So so we can always do that more of a passive approach. Buy good quality company, sit, be patient, be wait, you know, wait through the season. Like your buy a whole strategy. Yeah, your buy a whole strategy, and and so obviously blending that in is is a great way of managing money. But it doesn't mean that it's better than tactical or tactical is better than passive. Tactical is a great way of, you know, being mindful of the risk in, in the markets over the short term season, the next three months, six months, being mindful of where the opportunity is, right. shifting to the right asset classes. So uh, that's another way. Yeah, shifting to the right different sectors. I mean, there's some active managers that are that are managing through different sectors. Mm-hmm. So if technology seems like a good place to go, they're shifting some the of overweight. their overweight to technology. If they feel like, you know, there's going to be a slowdown, maybe they go to a consumer defensive type of strategy. So they're shifting and, and rotating through different sectors. That's, again, not saying one is better than the other, but, you know, we had the, we had the opportunity to speak with one of our uh, strategists the other day. And just to kind of give you an idea, they have a lot of different um, uh, points or, or avenues to the market that they're looking at to determine where they position their assets and how they allocate throughout their portfolio. So certain things like, uh, you know, for short-term factors, they're looking at momentum, trend, uh, seasonality. For kind of that six to 36-month window, they're looking at fiscal policy, monetary policy, where inflation is going, where interest rates are going. And then long-term, they're looking at valuations, the business cycle, demographics of companies. Well, you can imagine their their view or their sentiments on those topics will vary mm-hmm. the on uh, with respect to another company. Right. And another company. And may vary, may vary like substantially. Substantially, right. right. And though the way they view those topics makes a uh, drives their decision on where they invest uh, on where they allocate throughout their portfolios. So again, uh, another way of diversifying and the way we've been, um, you know, as a firm we do is diversify investment management, management and strategists within a portfolio. Yeah. And, and to give you a visual of what that is once again, because it is, it is our conviction to the core of what we believe is ultimately the best way of investing and building an investment model for you. Okay. And that is what most talking about the blending together of what we feel are the top investment strategists represented within their specific niche. And so an example, an illustration of that would be like you take a golfer uh, as an example, right? There's a lot of people that that play in the masters. They're all tremendous, incredible athletes at the the highest level of their game. But within that group, you still have your, your guys that consistently hit it further off the tee box, more accurate off the tee box. Like that's, that is their thing. They're the best off the tee box. Then you have your best mid-range guys. You know, your guys that, hey, you put me 150 yards out with, with an iron, like I'm going to put it on the green, right? And then you have your best putters in the, in the business. And so the idea behind what we're deploying is we're saying, hey, if we can get the best skills out of the best putter, the best skill set out of the mid, mid-range guy, and then bring together the best driver, and we can blend all their skill sets together, then essentially we, we just make a better golfer. And, and that's the idea of money management. If we can bring together the best strategist, not just what we feel is best, we're talking three-year, five-year, 10-year, 15-year, 20-year audited returns 
readjusted for risk and several other data points and elements that would that would affect them in our eyes being the elite bringing them in together as a piece of the pie to work for you inside of our model then essentially we build the better or the best investment strategy and so we have you know once again full conviction and confidence that's exactly what we're doing and we're just looking to improve that continuously uh, with with the new trading platform that we've talked about that we've purchased and we're getting ready to start the mission to move to that trading platform the transition from TD Ameritrade to Schwab all the things that we're doing for you guys um, so it's just uh, once again diversity is necessary and diversity is important and it's so important to our firm here at, at Asset Management Group that you're going to find diversity at levels that I can promise you you'll never find or you've never experienced at any other firm in the past. Um, with that said, just a quick countdown, and we will let you go for the week. Yeah. Okay? September 5th, Labor Day weekend is the weekend that we anticipate the transition officially TD Ameritrade to Charles Schwab. With that, just some things to consider. 90 days before September the 5th, you guys will receive personalized information and calls to action inside of your current user dashboard at advisorclient.com. Okay. If you don't have an account at advisorclient.com, you should. You should. Okay. You definitely (laughs) should. We have sent it out. So make sure you ask. We can make sure you have access to it. 60 days prior to the September 5th deadline to the transition, you will receive an account notification letter from Schwab, basically letting you know that your account will transfer Labor Day weekend. I'm looking forward to this day, 28 days before your transition weekend. You will actually be prompted inside of your TD Ameritrade, the advisor client website, to create your new Schwab Alliance login credentials. And, of course, at that point, you will begin to have access through your new username and your user ID and password. And approximately three to four weeks prior to the transition, you will receive a key information packet in the mail from Schwab, which will include your new Schwab account numbers and all the things that go with it. So once again, know that there's not much that you actually have to do. The efforts are being uh, done and completed in full by Asset Management Group, Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, and of course the audits from third parties. So with that said, we will keep you posted. Remember, 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 the podcast is great. We want you to listen to it. We want you to enjoy it. Okay. The blog is great. We want you to enjoy it. With that said, if you get a video email, this is the choice of communication that Mo and I have decided on for all important messages. So if you listen to anything, when you see that video come across two or three minutes, take time to watch it. It's that important. Yeah. So. Anything else? No, we'll keep it short, two or three minutes, but it's going to be very important information. So definitely take a a few minutes to watch it. You got any plans this weekend? This weekend? Not yet. I haven't decided yet. You know, Amber runs my weekend. So whatever Amber decides for us to do, we do. Oh, Mo. That's never good. But but I am looking forward to the first weekend in four months without eight dogs. Oh. So, yeah, we had eight dogs. Now we're down to three. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if so that's going to be nice. And if the weather cooperates, finally get the backyard ready because we're, we're getting ready to really blow out our backyard and have, have it be the party spot for the summer. It's pool season, baby. It's pool season. It's ready, yeah. open, ready. For what me? You, what are you doing? 
uh, finishing closets. Okay. And, very exciting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's probably what I'm doing. I think yeah, we got basketball or baseball or something always going on. Oh, the uh, pancreatic cancer walk is this weekend. You know, Amy's grandfather, my wife's grandfather, uh, had passed away just over a decade ago now um, to pancreatic cancer. Mm. And so um, we have the cancer walk this weekend. And I know Amy, I believe, is going to go, and some of the boys are going to be headed up that way or down that way. So such a beautiful thing, too. So if you guys don't have any plans. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You said Amy and the boys are going? Yeah. Um, because my to-do list is like <laughs> through the roof, Mo. Don't do that to me. It's through the roof. Guys, I'm not uh, staying back playing, I promise you. If any of you guys want to help on the house, 120 College Street, <laughs> Adair's Old Georgia. Now, listen, we love you guys. Be safe. Have a fantastic weekend. I think it's going to be pretty weather. Get out there. Do something. Keep that body moving. Legs stretched out. Let's go. Let's have a great weekend. We will talk to you guys next week. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Param provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company or enter offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.